Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast. Brian Neal. Bill Cask. Sounds like you're talking like me. Podcast. I used to call it a podcast. Yeah, I just talk really quickly sometimes. You do. We yeah. are. I'm in a good mood. You know I'm in a good mood? Take because a guess. Because you are getting ready to go on vacation. This is the last thing I have to do before I start a week's-long vacation, That's and great. I'm ready for it. I'm That's excited. Great. I'm as much excited for a vacation from Little League as I am from a vacation <laughs> from work, to be honest That's with you. Because I've been living in a condo on top of... Uh, the third base dugout at Diamond 3 in Broderpool, Haverford, Little League. If you haven't been able to find me, that's where I've been. There you go. All, All right. right. Well, hope you have fun. Hope you have a great it's time. Get away. Yeah, we will. Well, we, uh, Brian and I had a chance a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, to go out to California together and spend a day with a guy named Bo Eason. We did. Who, um, is, uh, you, you might have heard us talk about him on the podcast. He is a coach that's helping us with some things. And Bo had a, a career in the NFL, and he's had a career on Broadway, and he kind of is an elite performer athlete in addition to being a, a, a playwright, and he's an eclectic guy. So we had a chance to go out and spend some time with him. And, uh, but one thing funny did happen while I was out there, and then we'll get to the story. Was I involved in this? You were not. You okay. Were not. My wife flew out after you left because, as you know, I took you to LAX. And, I thought uh, you were going to tell them when we checked in there was only one bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we moved hotels. But anyway, I went out. We, we toured UCLA one day. Uh-huh. And I, being a big basketball fan, I've always been a fan of UCLA basketball and Pauley Pavilion, which is right there on the campus. It's oh, an yeah. unbelievable Legendary. campus. Legendary. Yeah. And so when we walked up to Pauley, I thought, I wonder if I could get in and just see the place. Well, yeah. the door was open. And I thought, oh, cool. I'm going to. So we went in and we, we stood up on the second balcony, and it's an amazing place. If, yeah. And I'm sure it's been refurbished a thousand times, but it is first class videos and everything. And I saw those people down on the floor. And it was like a girls' basketball team and some other guys shooting around. I thought, yeah. how in the hell do we get down there? So we found a way down, got on the floor at Poly Pavilion. Nice. And I went up to one of the guys, I think he was an assistant coach at UCLA. I said, hey, I've watched games on this floor for 40 years. Do you mind if I have a shot? Oh, yeah. And he said, no problem. I'll feed you. Oh, and so yeah. here's one of the – and he was, he was so nice. I wish I had gotten his name. But So I'm out there, and he feeds me the ball. And the first time I go up to take a shot, I realize I've got this really tight button. <laughs> down shirt on short sleeve and I bought it and when I bought it from the gap I knew it was too tight yeah. and it's so tight that you literally could not get your arms up over your shoulders so here I am out there shooting like this or college people, basketball these people are thinking yeah you're from Indiana college basketball. Huh? is that got, the way you, they shoot yeah that's how an alligator shoots right <laughs> is. alligator arms that's funny uh, you don't God. get your sleeves taken in <clears throat> I thought you did <laughs> Yeah, anymore. I, yeah. Bill Kasky gets his sleeves taken in. You heard it here first. Oh, that's good. So anyway, I was. Uh, I found. I, then at one point, you think, "Well, could I cut it? You know, <laughs> can I rip it?" Because all so, I want to do is shoot this more important than this ninety dollars shirt that I've right. got on. Let's get this shot off that's at right. uh, UCLA's basketball court. So anyway, it was a great time. And so you, uh, we went out there to talk about stories and we our did. personal stories. Yeah. And you had an interesting story on the way out there. I did, and and I think today's topic, we're going to tell you a couple of things that we've learned about telling your personal story and how it applies to sales. So we're going to give you four little tidbits yeah. that we both took away from our work with Boeson and our work together to develop our own personal stories. And we think that directly apply into the sales world. And what's interesting about that, we were given an assignment to just start working on our personal story and wrap it into something that you know was meaningful to other people that they could learn from. So we all start like most people do. And the story is very surfacy at the beginning. Yeah. Most stories are very surfacy. And so I'm flying on the plane and, and – um, I am a frequent flyer, and I got upgraded to first class on this flight. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting in first class next to this gentleman who's from Houston who's got a really big, fat gold Rolex watch on and a really nice red golf shirt. And you can tell the guy's probably been successful in his life at things. And 
he's drinking a beer and it's two 30 in the afternoon and I'm starting to write my story and I'm starting to go deeper with myself as I'm writing and I'm typing and I'm typing and I'm writing the story. Then I, I get done and I go back and I read the thing. And as I'm reading it, I start sobbing, like not just crying, like, like can't stop crying because I was reading this and it was about me when, when I was a kid and some pain that I had felt. And I'm like, Oh my God. Well, the guy next to me, sees me he you've been on a plane where someone's looking at you and they're trying to pretend like they're not looking at you but they are and he's kind of going and, <laughs> and he's kind of shifting around he's kind of like doing one of these <laughs> looking over he's, you know kind of bending his head sideways and the and the funny part he's like what the hell you know he's probably telling the story this this some young kid next to me is bawling on the plane and it's not like i just found out that my dog died because it was an hour and a half into it yeah. it's not like i got bad news on a text that my mom was in the hospital <laughs> so uh, I'm a grown man, 43 years old, and I cry in first class. Yeah. Everybody here. I so. would want to know, what are you reading? <laughs> exactly. What, what and you wrote it? And you're reading it? That would have been even better. Like, I, I, he's like, why are you crying? You know, I'm, I'm, I, just, I just finished Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I just finished. And it was so touching at the end. Um, so let's talk about yep. what we learned out there, shall we? Other Let's than how it. to cry in first class. That's right. Which is uh, a lesson. Well, it must itself. have been good, so I'm anxious to hear it. <laughs> My story? No, I've heard it. You've I've heard, heard it. It's yeah. very good. Uh, it's very touching, Likewise. and it's uh, very deep. Yeah. So I've got one to start with, and okay. I think it kind of, uh, uh, kind of comes off of what you just talked about there, is this idea. Sometimes I think when we tell stories, and I've, I've got a couple of my clients going through this process too, and it becomes a very curriculum. Is it vitae or vitae? You're the big word guy. Yeah, I don't even know. I that have one. no idea. It's, it's, I think it's vitae. I think it's vitae, and it's, the, it's what you've done in your life. And I've been this, and I've been this, and I've been this, and I've been this, yeah, and I've been this, yeah, and now yeah. I'm this. That's and that's the story. Well, that's not really a story. That's not much of a story. There's no, no emotion there. So yep. one of the challenges is how do you bring emotion into your story mm. without going to therapy on someone? Right. So if you're Meeting a prospect for the first time, you're probably not going to say, look, you know, I spent two years in jail back in my <laughs> teens and I was a messed up kid. And, and by the same token, maybe you would want to start there. But I think if you're first starting out, you have to go deep enough that there's some emotion. Yeah. And not so deep that you're starting to sob while you're telling it. it right. And um, one of the well, ways – write that down. Don't sob in the first <laughs> class. Got it. Okay, okay. Got it. In front of a Texan. In front of a Texan. <laughs> uh, What's wrong with you, boy? But I was giving a client advice the other day on this, and I said, "What is there one event in your business life that you can that stands about mm. above all others? Not like a a pinnacle where you were the best yeah. in the world necessarily, but a, a low point maybe." And he says, "Oh, I can remember it." He said, uh, "He said he was." recommending an implementation. It was a half million dollar deal. He was a technical analyst on it and it got held up because he didn't order a $15 part, right? And it got held up for like lots of time. And he said, I remember that. And to this day, I check and double check everything I order. Wow. And so he, he said, that's I said, great. well, that's it. That's a great place great. to start. It may it not is. be emotional in terms of, you know, when you were beat up as a kid or anything, but it is, but it's, but it's a business story that has some emotion. You're it putting is. yourself out there and being a little bit vulnerable, but still in a way that says, this is how, because of that, this is how I worked. That's great. Now. That's great. That just reminded me, one of our clients who's a listener, who we found through the podcast. So I know they're going to know this story. Uh, they have told this story before a long time ago when they first started their company. The day they got their first deal, one of the partners got in a motorcycle accident and ended up going to a conference call from his hospital room, as I remember it, after being in a motorcycle accident. And that's how they got their first deal. And so that that just, again, you go through that, you know, serendipitous sort of interesting thing. People can connect to that. Wow. So much more interesting. This is, well, we serve three IT functions. We blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. So that's mine. What do you got? Next. Um, 
Think about the idea as a salesperson of painting pictures. Most good stories are either made with pictures in the movies, and we go to the motion pictures and watch them. That's a, called that for a reason, because yeah. they pictures that move. <laughs> and if you read a good book, and I'm not a big reader. My wife reads a lot. She reads a lot of fiction, very into character development, that sort of thing. I say, what draws you to that? She goes, because I can see everything in my mind. And when I read a good book, it's so vividly clear in my mind. Too often in the sales world, we don't paint pictures for people. We talk intellectually at people that only stimulates that front side of the yeah. understanding yeah. part of their brain and doesn't let them involve themselves into what things look like. Specifically, I would encourage salespeople to use words like imagine. Yeah. If I say to you, Bill, Im imagine your first day of school. Instantly a picture pops in your mm -hmm. mind, right? Uh, imagine you walking on the court at Maryland when you played Maryland when you played at DePaul. You, you can instantly go to the picture, right? Use that word imagine. Uh, use the word, the word, the phrase, if you picture. So if you picture the first day you walked yeah. into your sales meeting, if you picture the day you got hired, if you picture your first day walking into work, if you picture, ever, boom, you do it, right? Or if you say the word, think about, and then use something else in some descriptor, right? So think about the, the, your, the day you got married or think about the day, whatever it was. Um, all those things move the conversation to a visual yeah. place for people. And I think it's easier for people to connect to and understand what you do when you make those pictures. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it could be as simple as just commanding their, That's what you their mind yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would say, like I use one client as an example, they call in car dealers. And I would tell the, the salesperson that worked there, I would say, if I'm talking to someone on the phone, I'd say, okay, so picture your dealership for a minute. And instantly the buyer, the GM of this deal, pictures it. Okay, so picture, you have, you have a front desk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where Susie said. Okay, so picture right to the right of the front desk, there's a kiosk. Mm -hmm. that, then I go. Yeah. Instead of describing, now we've got a multifunctional kiosk that we place inside the dealership. Yeah. They can't see that. No. Makes sense? Yeah, multifunctional threw me off there. Yeah, I thought so. Would. Big word. Big word day. Okay. Uh, okay, here's my second one. Okay. And that is, um, uh, and it's, be vulnerable to be connected. Be vulnerable in how you tell your story uh, in order to be connected to the person to whom you're telling the story. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like when we talk about vulnerability, I know that word gets thrown out around a lot. I almost feel like it's a be willing to be found out. Ooh, it's you, know, nice. you, you put out there what has what has happened to you, and it's kind of a, a cousin to the first one, but I think this is more of an inner game issue. Yeah. It's not just what story to tell, but how do you think about yourself as you're telling the story? Uh, the, the rule is the more personal the story, the more universal, universally it'll be accepted and yeah. believed and connected to. And uh, Bo Eason talks a lot about the story as your connective tissue that you put out there in front of another person. And I was telling a guy the other day, I said, you know, if you tell your story and do it in 30 seconds or a minute, these sh things shouldn't take 15 minutes, then they'll probably come back and tell you their story. Yeah, for and sure. That's, that's a connective tissue that, that could last. It could be very powerful over the course of the relationship. Yeah. Vulnerability is your friend. In this yeah, deal, yeah. as long as you stay strong in it. Yeah. Sometimes people take this vulnerability thing a little too far exactly. and they make themselves the woe is me victim thing yeah. that doesn't play well at all. I think that's part of that vulnerability is a, is weak, is equivalent with weak and it's not. It's not. It's no. actually strength, but if yeah. you use it as a crutch or a move. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, my last one, and I just wrote down the words the vibe, the vibe. And what that simply means is as you tell your story, when I told you my, my story started surface and then I rewrote it on the plane. And then sobbed in front of a grown man while he was drinking a beer from Texas. I went for a different vibe. When I'm deep in that story that way, you can feel it. Yeah. You can sense it. If I'm intellectual, you don't feel anything. And so that comes from the 
teller of the story, not from the receiver of the story. Mm-hmm. If the teller of the story feels the story, the person listening will feel it back. Yeah, yeah. Quote That's me good. on that. Yeah, feel it back. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, feel it back. Well, that was good. That was great learning we got from Bo, and hopefully those things will help you listen to the things mm-hmm. we just talked about. Be very helpful. We do have something. If you haven't heard, you will hear about this a lot. You, as a podcast listener, for the first time ever, ever. are going to have the ability, ability to become an actual client of Caskies, and that is coming in the fall. Uh, we will send you to a website right now that is advanced selling podcast slash live slash live as our intern there is Olivia a dot com nods in there. at me. Dot com, there yeah, is a dot advanced com selling podcast dot com slash live. Yeah. Oh, there's just a countdown clock there that says it's coming. Sign up there, and we'll get. The, your, if you sign up, you get kind of extra free uh, treatment. If you sign up there, that's so all I'll tell Don't you. Too much. We're going to talk to you about much. it now. Right. Uh, tell you all about it. So it's coming in the fall, and. Uh, Love to see you there. Also, go uh, to our LinkedIn group, Advanced Selling Podcast on LinkedIn group. See us there. Okay. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.